Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome back to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social. This week I'm joined by good old David, Matt Macon and Liam, aka Liam from Crew, aka Liam Young. Um, it's a show we're going to discuss the January transfer window as a whole. Um, the one word to describe the window from our truly David, Matt and Liam and also look ahead to the games in February, getting our points predictions and look ahead to the game against Gillingham this weekend. First, I'm going to go over to David, who's making his return. It's been a while, David. You had a bit of a rest, but you're back, <laughs> and I know you're raring to go. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm sort of a busy playing football manager, having a few rants, um, sending stuff out because it's football versus homophobia month, so I'm doing a whole load of things for that. And while I'm here mentioning that, Rainbow Tractors will be in the fan zone um, before the game on Saturday. So uh, they've got T-shirts and badges and stuff, so pop along and say hello. But yeah, all good. good. I'm just going to just take that away. going to take that off my notes. I was going to mention that later, but David's already stole my thunder. But yes, I repeat. Well, I, 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 I do all the I, I, I bang away at that one. I mean, we, it, it's, been, it's, it's important anyway. Yeah. But this season's seen such a rise across... I mean, we've had problems with it at Portman Road. We've seen it um, away with us going away to Cambridge, people stickering with abusive stickers. Um, on the train back from Plymouth, there have been a number of incidents around involving town fans. And across football, you know, you've seen non-league players going off the pitch because of comments made. You've seen um, chants. You've seen all sorts of things. And it's rising. And we, and we as football fans, whether you're part of the LGBT community or not, need to stand against that because and if you don't stand up against it then you're condoning it and I, I think it's really important that all allies um and members of the community make make everybody welcome and stand against it and call it out when it's necessary and i mean the, the club are, the club are being absolutely fantastic yeah um so cre credit 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 to the club and they think it's really important but we need to we need to show it's important as well so i, I will i will I will raise it at every single point I can. <laughs> no, that's, not, that's a fine, my friend. That's all good. Well said. And as you said, um, Francine, of course, will be in the ra Rainbow Tractors, will be in the fan zone before the game. Um, let's go over to Matt. Good old Matt Macon. Welcome back to the show, my friend. How are you? Good week? Oh, yeah, not too bad. Thank you, Ross. Yeah, pretty good. Thank you. Um, had a couple of days off uh, during the week this week, so it's uh, been nice to break up a little bit and uh, looking forward to getting back down to Portman Road on Saturday. Indeed, and the final man joining us this week is good old Liam, aka Liam from Crew. How are you, my friend? I know it's bad news because you have got the dreaded C word, um, but overall, how are you? Uh, I, I feel absolutely fine, apart from having to stay here. So um, I'm hoping, hoping that tomorrow morning brings good news and that I could be out of jail in time for Gillingham, but I, I'm just delighted that it's not like it was last time only i could get it twice and be ill twice with it so <laughs> there you go <laughs> but um overall i feel fine so hopefully um i'll be out and about very soon that's good and um you know before when, when i was making my debut on the king's Anglia podcast everyone joked to me about my immune system but i've been fine so far um touch wood it's gonna continue that way but um but yeah a lot of people would go he'll get it first um, but there we go. Let's move on, though, to the January transfer window as a whole. Um, the window is now slammed shut. Deadline day was actually busy at Playford Road, uh, Portman Road. Um, of course, 
players actually leaving the club, not many signings. Well, one signing, a goalkeeper. He's a goalkeeper. But David, overall, what do you think of the transfer window? Are you disappointed? So, you know, Christian Whiteman signed permanently. Macaulay Bond stayed. Two loanies um, came in. John Nolan's gone. Scott Fraser's left. And uh, many other players as well gone out on loan. Overall thoughts on it, my friend? It was a useful window, um, which which is my word when you come to the, come to the single word. It's going to be useful. Um, I think that in a similar way to the league is where it is because we fannied around and didn't sack Cook quickly enough. In a similar way, the squad was... And we all got excited in the summer because we were signing people and it's glamorous and it's um, sexy stuff, trademark. Um, but it's you need to have a, a strategy to it. And there were times when I didn't think there was. I mean, I know Aluko has come good playing in that sort of roving role just behind the strikers. But at the time, I was thinking, why do we need another right winger when you'd already signed, you know, and, and that's where Cook played him. He played him wide right. Barry as well. And there are a whole host of players. You think, well, how does that work? And I think that, I mean, Cook said donkeys years ago, didn't he, that he wanted a small squad. He liked, he liked sort of a tight-knit group of players and who all... And then you suddenly end up with a squad that's just as big as the one that he demolished. Fraser's part of that. You know, sort of... Wh where does he fit? I mean, today's conference press conference from McKenna said that he was unhappy, hadn't settled, wanted out, which is fair enough. But where do you put him? If Because that, that role behind the striker, which Luco's thriving in, is really mobile. It goes right to left. It's a really mobile role. Do you think that Fraser's really mobile? Is he going to nail that one down? I don't think so. Can he play central midfield? Well, I don't think he's got that strength either. And he hasn't got the pace. He's got a nice range of passing. But So I'm, I'm happy to see him go. Happy to see Walton sign permanently. Um, I'm slightly sad to see Holy go. I like Holy. Um, but, you know, hey-ho. Mm -hmm. he's, he's not going to get game time here, so good. Kenlock's not going to get game time here either, but I personally, I don't think that Penny's an upgrade on Kenlock. Um, I think they're much of a muchness. Coulson going good, because he's basically dead. Um, so, you know, get, get somebody in who, who, who can actually run. So, and I, I haven't seen the new lad in because I, was, I, I wasn't away for that game. So I have a disappointment, which is the same one as because I, I think it's a better balanced side, squad now. I mean, it's what, 23 players? Um, I think there's a better, better balance. Um, I think we've got too many strikers. I would have liked to see um, Simpson back out on loan. I'd like to see Jackson bugger off. But I think it's a better balance generally. I would have liked to seen somebody come in as understudy for Morsi, you know, and, and Mateta, I don't think was ever going to come in as an understudy, but you get a, somebody a bit older um, who doesn't mind sitting on the bench and coming off, you know, and, and playing sort of three, four games when Morsi's injured or suspended. And, and I think that we haven't got that. If Morsi's, and I criticised at the time, if we hadn't got Morsi on deadline day, we would have been left with Harper, Carroll, Evans, and that's an incredibly lightweight, powder puff midfield I don't rate Carroll I know he can pass the ball but I don't rate him um, because he's lightweight and 
if you in the Premier League and you've got protection of referees who don't allow you to walk within 10 yards of each other because it's not a contact sport, then cool. You can swan around and ping your passes around and people can say that. If you've got a hairy ass central defender or something like that coming clattering through you, you need to have you need to be able to stand up to it. And I don't think Carol's that person. Um, I think that's part of the reason why Harper's struggled as well, is the fact that he's used to in under 23s football being given space. And although he's come from West Brom and he's played a handful of games, he hasn't played a lot of league football. And I think that's the problem with someone like Edwards, someone like Harper. They're coming in and they're being expected to play in a rugged league, and which league one is, and they're not given the t- time and the space. Um, it's why we need reserve football instead of that ridiculous under 23s football. That that that's a conversation for a different time, which I'm more than happy to give my opinion on. But yeah, I think it's not, a good not, not a moment. <laughs> no, not a moment. I did say another time. Yeah, I, I think it was a decent decent window. It's narrowed the squad down. It's useful. We've strengthened in, in a couple of places we needed to, but we've got a glaring hole in that central midfield if Morsi is injured, suspended or anything like that, because I don't fancy El Mazzuni in it. I don't fancy Carroll. Evans is good when he's alongside somebody else who's good, but he wasn't good when he was alongside Harper. He wasn't good alongside Carroll. He started to come good recently again alongside Morsi. And... Backinson again, he's a young man who's not yet made that established thing. So I'm unsure, and I haven't, I mean, I haven't seen him play, but I think there's a glaring hole in the centre midfield, personally. We shouldn't, we shouldn't have let Skews go because Skews could have done that. He would have sat on the bench, he would have come in and played those five or six games, and he would have done that job perfectly. Another mistake. One more season out of Skews in this league, sitting on the bench, playing eight games to cover for Morsi and you wouldn't have needed to make a signing and he wouldn't have minded only playing eight games at 348 or whatever he is. <laughs> um, I'm going to go over to you quickly, Liam, because you are shaking your head. Um, are you disagreeing with David L. Cole Skews? Um, what's your thoughts on that? Too slow for me. Far too slow. Um, and it was time. It's not exactly... I don't it's like he's pulling up trees in League Two, though, really. I don't disagree with him being too slow in things. What I'm saying is, if you want somebody as an understudy and skews reading of the game and his mm. positioning, cutting out, you know, just cutting out those those through balls and things, shielding the defence, is, is something. And if you want somebody to understudy Morsi, how are you going to do that if you're looking at somebody to... You're, you're trying to sell them their agent, you're going to come in and you're going to understudy the captain. How are you going to get somebody to do that? If you've already got somebody who's got that skill set but is on the wane for one more season, I think that that's that's an adequate call. You're not saying Skews is going to be first choice, he's going to be playing 30 games. You're looking at him playing seven games to cover suspensions. And I think that he could have done that. And then you wouldn't have needed to try and twist somebody's arm into sitting on the bench. That, that yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it, 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 it's a moot point because he's buggered off now. But um, yeah. I just well, he's think down, that, he's only down at 12. I just think that was a missed opportunity to have somebody on the bench who could do that job. And he can fill in at centre-back if necessary. And he can fill in at right-back if necessary. They're, they're, they are options. As a versatile player, I think that we should have kept him around the squad because he could have done that. 
then you've got Morsi as your first choice and you're not having to sign somebody else. You know, if, if you'd have got Skews alongside Backinson, Skews alongside um, Evans when or Carroll, you've got a better balanced midfield than um, El Mazzuni and Carroll, haven't you? Who are both passers of the ball. Neither of them are going to be shielding. Neither of them are cutting balls out. Neither of them are putting their, putting their foot in. Okay. Interesting take. Um, let us know. Um, Kings of Anglia Army, let us know what your thoughts on that. Should we kept Skews? Um, of course, this is uh, over now, eight months ago since he left the club and um, he's struggling with League 2 Colchester. But that's another topic for another day. But over to you, Matt, quickly. Um, talk about the transfer window as a whole. Um, David used the word useful. I think it is a, a good one word to describe it. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on the window as a whole and the, the one word to describe it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, I'm, I think I'm on a similar page to David. Really, my my word for it is solid. Um, we, we there was so much churn in the summer that um, ripping it up and starting again wasn't wasn't an option, and I would have really kind of admitted that something was horribly wrong. And and in a sense, that there was a bit in the summer because I think we're looking at it with the with the benefit of hindsight now. And I'm, I'm the same as most others. I got caught up in the excitement and and all the good work from the club social media team when they were all coming in. And you and you look at the players individually that were coming in. You're thinking, oh, lovely, but actually, when when in the cold light of day, looking back on it now with the season we've had today. It, it wasn't really balanced and it did almost feel that we were signing players because we could get them, not that there was any real plan. And and for all, we've, we've taken the mickey out of Paul Cook's sort of comments about recruitment room. And I, I still don't know what a recruitment room is and I don't really want to bother finding out, to be honest. It doesn't feel that perhaps there was quite a, a coherent strategy when it came to demolishing the previous squad and and starting again. So I think McKenna and Ashton, whoever's had more sound, it does sound like McKenna's had the final say on things in this window. We we've we have achieved a bit more of a balance now. It, it's it's a nicer number to work with. I think you're right, David. I think it's around about twenty three now, I think. Um uh, I'm pleased to see Dominic Thompson come in. You know, that covered that left. But I mean, I think as soon as Dominic Thompson came in, we knew Coulson was going to be going back to, to Middlesbrough to go. I was more surprised to see him go straight back out to Peterborough, but um, I thought he might be able to. Uh... Can we um, can we clarify? Hayden Colson is still alive. David said he was dead. He's still alive. I see pictures <laughs> of him playing for Peterborough today. He's still alive. But I just want to clarify that. Carry on, Matt. Yeah, we're we sure it's not some sort of weekend at Bernie situation. <laughs> go to Peterborough, and you're dead to me. <laughs> oh, I mean, the one and only time I've been to London Road was that particular trip um, with the with the seven one. So yeah, oh, I, I, yeah, oh. never again, never again. But I digress. Um, I, I think it has been a good window. I think we are lightweight in the middle, and that's really been shown up with with Morty being suspended unfairly, in my opinion. But I won't get on to what I think about Andy Holt here right now. Um, but with Morty suspended, and then the double blow of Evans being injured, and they have been sort of forming a decent partnership in the middle. Um, we've looked a little bit lightweight. I'm, I'm, I'm undecided about um, Backinson, Bakinson. I don't know. My surname is spelt M-A-K-I-N and I pronounce it Makin. So I think it's Bakinson, but it could be Backinson. Who knows? What, what we need is uh, is him to come out and tell us how it's pronounced and we'll go with that. Um, I'm not sure what he offers over Rakeem Harper. Um, and we've sent him out on loan and we've brought Backington, Bakington, whoever, in on loan with an option to buy. I'm not, that, that one I can't quite get my head around, but I will caveat that with I've not seen a lot of, of, of Bakington. Obviously, 
I saw him come on um, the other week at Portman Road, but again, he, he came into the squad quite late because Evans got injured in the warm-up and he didn't really come on long enough to get a good judgment. I watched the Wimbledon game on iFollow and I kind of we looked a little bit lightweight in the middle of full stop and I think a better team would have perhaps punished us that night. Um, and I, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get to Sheffield, but a, a lot of people who I know went have said very similar. They're not sure kind of what he offers over Harper um, and we've sent Harper out on loan. Um, I'm really pleased to see us get Walton now down and get it now down early. Uh, I don't buy into this, oh, it was a rubbish deadline day, because deadline day has been artificially inflated by Sky Sports. It was basically for people who forget that football existed before 1992, and it was something that they did just so they could get Jim White up on the telly with his big colourful ties and they could have a big countdown screen. Uh, to be honest, if if you're doing all your big business on the last day, it's either because of protracted negotiations or because you've left it to the last minute and you're scraping around the barrel to see who's available before 11 o'clock. So the fact that we got sort of our two, two, arguably two of our biggest bits of business done, which is getting Walton in permanently and getting a, an assurance that Bond isn't going to be recalled, um, to get that done nice and early. It's nice. We don't normally do that. Uh, at Ipswich Town, it it's been quite nice, and I think the great thing about Walton is 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 that that that's a good signing. He's he's a Championship standard goalkeeper, and I know he was coming towards the end of a Premier League contract, but he would have been on decent wages. So the fact that we've managed to to get him in, and I think that that's probably another part of the reason why we've shifted Scott Fraser out to Charlton because we we need to play within the rules of FFP and. I imagine Walton is going to be taking a big chunk chunk of our wage bill at the moment. Um, yeah, it's definitely been a solid, solid bit of business. We've got a more balanced squad, and uh, I mean, I never say die, but it's after Saturday we've made it harder for ourselves to squeak into sixth. So it also gives McKenna a platform to to have a proper look at it. You you want to be doing all your big business in the summer. No, nobody's doing huge deals in January you you normally you're getting players because it's not worked out for them elsewhere he Charlton getting Fraser you know and Fraser it's disappointing I I was pleased when he was coming in but he's not gonna now he he was way down in the pecking order for that role behind that number 10 role and you know he wants to be playing regular football if he's not settled here then it's best for all parties to move him on. And we've done that. And we've done, again, we've been proactive and done that early. And we sounds like we've made a little bit of money on him. Um, whereas, I mean, Jackson is a recent example. How, I mean, how much money was on the table for him not so long ago? We didn't. And it now looks like he's going to go on a free uh, in the summer when his contract is up. You know, we, again, it's something that Town do about trying to recoup something on a player that is not going to work out. So I think it's best for all parties. I wish him well. I hope, I hope, yeah, well, it has a degree of success with Charlton. I hope he doesn't have too much this season while we're still technically in the mix, but I wish him well. It, it's a, it's a what could have been, but I'm, I'm not going to lose any sleep that, that we've let him go. Wow. That was solid as your word, solid uh, transfer window. Over to you then, Liam. Um, what's your one word to describe the window and to round up this section, um, are you are you happy? Some fans are disappointed. Are, are you part of that? Are you disappointed on the window, or it was just solid, wasn't it? Uh, my word would be efficient. I think they knew what they wanted to do this this window. 
And they've done it. Um, they've filled the gaps that we desperately needed filled. We definitely needed that left-hand side sorted out. And they've done that. They've sorted out Walton, um, which is great piece of business. Um, obviously kept Bond, which is another another great piece of business to make sure that he is here until the end of the season at least. Um, and then we've we've cleared out a load of players who, to be honest, we're getting nowhere near first team at the moment anyway. Um, whether that be permanently or on loan, I, I agree with Matt. Uh, it's a shame about Fraser, He's, but a bit like what David said, where, where are you going to play him? Um, although he's coming with a great reputation and I, I just don't know how it's really gone wrong for him. I, I don't know if it's behind the scenes because um, Paul Cook obviously didn't fancy him after a while. And then obviously McKenna um, clearly hasn't pushed him straight into the mix to get a look at him. Obviously, injury as well in that as well. But um, it is a shame. And he probably will go out and fry now at Charlton because he's shown it at his last two clubs um, if if the team's built around him. so. But I wish him good luck. The others, the others are, 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 we needed to get rid of some of the players who weren't in first-team contention and weren't adding a lot. And and as both both of the guys have said, the, the, the squad is now more balanced a bit smaller for McKenna to work with. And, and I think that's only a good thing. Um, on Backinson, um, I was at all three games last week. And I have to say, the game at Wimbledon, where he made his first start, he, he me putting, slightly putting my United hat on here, he reminds me of Paul Pogba, but a League One version. Right, he goes around with all the swagger of someone who's who thinks that they they that they own the place and actually give absolutely nothing half the time. That just it he, he's quite a tall guy and he he does look like he could be um, quite imposing in midfield, but actually he's a bit gangly and a bit all over the place, and that was shown up against Sheffield Wednesday. The ball bouncing, I know it was a bit awkward pitch, but he just looks so languid, a little bit kind of all over the place. We're trying to go for 50-50s um, in, the, in the middle of the pitch. Um, and he was too easily beaten on the ball quite a few times. Um, so, look, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, my, my mate Paul, who I pretty much drove around the the to the two away games, um, I know has uh, a pretty similar view uh, about Backinson. Uh, he's not particularly enamoured by him, so time will tell. We'll see if it's if it's worked out or not. But um, I, I agree, though, that we are probably a bit light in midfield in terms of having that enforcer, um, and that's why I, I said in, in our group chat that I felt we were a little, it was a bit underwhelming the last couple of days that we, we didn't end up signing someone um, for that role. But as David rightly makes the point, it is difficult to find someone who you could bring in to just be an understudy to Morsi. But, but then if we had signed, say, Matete, could have had both of them playing together and Evans be the player who has to kind of work his way back in. But um, it didn't happen. We're just going to have to go with what we've got. 
um, and see and see if that will well if Morsi can kind of drive us over the line because that game against Wimbledon for all his passing ability Tom Carroll is very much sideways there's not a lot of of splitting passes um, and Backinson himself who looks to be a little bit more of a defensive type player there wasn't any drive coming from midfield and that's what Morsi gives you not just that physical presence in midfield it gives you that drive to push 10 15 yards further up the field when he gets hold of the ball he's not afraid to suddenly just go straight forward with it so um we are missing something like that but overall i think the reaction by a lot of people about not really making a load of signings this this window i, I think is just ridiculous i think town fans have been starved of decent quality signings for a long time and we had such a frenzy in the summer that I think some people are still on that high and are expecting us to splash the cash and continue doing it but it's not all about just throwing money and just buying every single play you can possibly get your hands on you have to actually build a squad with it and I just think that we we did it we had a good window we we did what we had to do what the plan was from the beginning and we got our two key assets staying at the club um but we were a bit worried we'd lose and um we sorted out a couple of problem positions that we needed a little bit of extras from so i think overall i think uh, you can't really complain much about it but in terms of the signings in the summer now that all this has come out about cook and ashton maybe not being on the same page i wonder the fact that we did sign a lot of players and maybe too many for certain positions, I wonder how many of them Cook actually signed off or whether some of these are Ashton signings and there there wasn't really a, a connection going on behind the scenes, whereas clearly McKenna is someone that I think will work with Ashton being a modern coach. And I think that's where, where we're going to see a better balance, I think, because I think McKenna will have a larger input uh, with Ashton's uh, transfer filter thing that he's got um, so that McKenna gets the final word on it. So um, good good window um, and just see what happens from now. Okay then. Well, let's um, move on. The January transfer window is now done and dusted and as you said, we've just got to work with what we've got and go into the... the... The second half of the season. Uh, so we're going to now predict and get our thoughts on the games in February. I'm going to put the games below. Um, so we've got Gillingham at home, of course, this weekend. Then we've got Doncaster away. Um, of course, last time we played Doncaster, we won 6-0. Lee Evans scored a hat-trick. Uh, what a night that was. Um, probably the only high note. Of course, Portsmouth. And they got told well. off for being too high up the pitch by Paul Cook. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, of course, an MK Dons away, which is going to be full of town fans, probably more town fans than MK Dons fans, um, because there's nearly 7,000 been sold ticket-wise, which is amazing. And then MK out... Dons aren't a real club and shouldn't exist. Yes. <laughs> Milton Keynes FC. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, any, any Milton Keynes fan watching, whatever. Uh, Burton at home, of course, then Chowing at home on a Tuesday night, and then we end the month with a long, long trip to Morecambe. Uh, which is actually a lot of people are actually looking forward to because it's a new ground. I know it's something that you're looking forward to, David, because that's your old neck of the woods. Um, so over to you there, my friend. It's 18 points up for grabs in February. How many points do you reckon town are going to get? Are they going to win them all? 
Well, it should do. Um, yeah. <laughs> Is it, I mean, Gillingham will be a better organised side than they were last time because I tempered, I mean, 4-0, fantastic, great. and But Gillingham were abject. They just, I mean, they, they'd given up. When our first goal went and they just gave up, they, they weren't running, they weren't closing down, they weren't doing anything. Um, I don't imagine that a Neil Harris side is going to give up in this in this in quite the same way. So I think that Gillingham will be better organised than they were a couple of weeks ago. Having said that, they haven't won since about fourteen seventy two. So I they won on Tuesday, did they? <laughs> yeah, first no. okay. game. <laughs> well, that, that that's good then. Because that doesn't that means that you haven't got that um classic town thing of um well they haven't they haven't they haven't won since August and so they're obviously gonna stick three past us. Um but yeah, I mean even under Lambert we would have beaten Gillingham. You know, you look at that list, under Lambert we would have beaten Gillingham, Doncaster, Cheltenham and Morecambe, we would have drawn against Burton and we would have lost against MK Dons. That that would have been the pattern under under Lambert because we beat anybody in the bottom half of the table and then got caned by anybody above us. And <laughs> currently, you have to say that what's happening is that we're coming undone against teams that are sort of looking towards the top end of the table, Sheffield Wednesday and so on. So I, I think Sheffield Wednesday are a poor side. I don't, I don't think they're good at all. But yeah, Gillingham. Absolutely, should be nailing that one to the wall. We're at home, they're shit. Um, Doncaster, um, MK Dons, I object to the Dons existing in that, thank you very much, because they're thieves, they're, they're nothing to do with Dons, thank you very much. That's Wimbledon, MK Milton Keynes, Plastic Club. Um, yeah, we should be beating those, but they are above us, so I don't think we will. And then you've got Burton, big physical side. I like them. Do you like Burton? But they're sitting comfortably in mid-table. I reckon that's... I'm going to go for a draw in that one, frustratingly. Cheltenham. Whatever. Um, Morecambe. <laughs> I'm going to go and get completely sort of inebriated that weekend because I went to Lancaster up there so we're going to win that one because otherwise I'm making a very long drive simply for a pint of beer which um you know that, that that's not on so I'll, I'll have a word with the club and organize that one so that's what three four five six twelve I'm going 14 points there which is disappointing because that really should be 18 when you look at those that should be 18 um and if we don't get three wins on the bounce at some point, then the vague hope of this season not being pissed down the drain by Cook being an inept worm, then um, it's going to disappear. Because you can make up two points. If you if you do win-win-loss, win-win-loss, you're not going to be making up enough ground on enough teams because the teams above us are winning. That's why they're up there. If you were eight points behind and you started winning and you're at the bottom of the table, you could afford to do that. You'd be making up ground. But where we are, we need to be making serious ground on a lot of teams who are already winning. So we need to go on a, on a proper, decent, really good, consistent, 
win, 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 win type, you know, five consecutive wins, then you're back in contention. I'm with you, Ross. I think that um, the season's over. I think that it's pressure's off. And I thought that was the, why we sacked when we did, appointed when we did. Playoffs are gone. Promotion's gone. Appoint somebody now. They've got best part of two-thirds of a season, half a season to establish what was right, get the things in place, and then mm -hmm. next season is the big promotion charge. Um, that's what I thought McKenna's job was. If we make the playoffs this season, it's a bonus, is my view. I think the, I think the gap's too big. I think this. Um, I, I just don't. I just don't think that it, it's going to be doable with the other teams picking up points as well. And, I, and it's disappointing because I don't want another season in what is frankly a crap league. Um, although it keeps us further away from VAR, so that's good. But generally speaking, I don't think 14 points is enough okay. i think we need at least, i think we need to win at least five of those to stand a vague chance yeah. you hope um definitely i'm mckenna you feel like you got more confident going in some some of these games as you said with under lambert you you fear you can't even beat you know milton Keynes or burton but on mckenna it's a possibility I, I, I think, yeah, I mean, but I think that under um, Lambert, we would have looked at that and said, yeah, well, there's a lot of teams in the bottom half of the table there. We'll pick up points there. And we probably would have done. And then we come against somebody around us and we wouldn't have done. And so it disappears. And whether we've got now under McKenna that, that stomach and things like that, when a team is slightly different, like Milton Keynes, you know, if you've got a physical side, I think that we've got that battle in us. Um, but... MK Dons, you know, I, I just, they, they pass a lot. And I'm not sure whether we've got that um, know-how to get past a possession-based side at the moment. Um, because that tends to be the ones we've, we've come unstuck against. Um, if, if you've got somebody who's physical and is, is going to try and defend against you, we can do that. You know, one darting run from a Burns, a through ball, Morsi comes in. You know, that, that's the thing. And you, you've got those, those things, a marauding run from Wolfenden, you know, and the, the trickery of, of Bond with his hard work. You've got Norwood with his instinctive finishing. You've got something there. I'm not sure you have at the moment against a side that's possession-based, which is my concern against MK Dons. The Burton thing is just because they're a tricky side. Hasselbank has them well-organised. Um and I think that Gillingham, Doncaster, Cheltenham and Morecambe, they're struggling big time. And we've just got too much quality for them. I think that when you come against a side that's got that little bit more, that's where we're going to come unstuck, which has been the problem under Lambert before and the brief interlude. Um, I think that if we'd have got rid of Cook a month earlier, got McKenna in a month earlier, then the playoffs would absolutely be on. But I just think we delayed too long. Indeed. And um, Matt, Dave was going for an unbeaten February. He's not going to go for all wins. Um, it sounds like McKenna won't go three games with a win in a row. Um, he's gone for two back-to-back -back wins and then a draw against MK Dons. What, what are you thinking going into this I'm, month? I'm annoyingly I'm pretty much identical to David. And I honest, we've not conferred on this ahead of time. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm confident of a, of a fairly comfortable victory on Saturday against Ginningham. I, I agree with David. I don't think they're going to roll over like they did the other week at Priestfield. But I am. Um, and I think obviously that Neil Harris will bring a little bit of organisation and steel to the side that they were obviously lacking. They were very much 
well, we were the final kind of nailing Steve Evans' extra large coffin, so which I'm not devastated about, to be honest. Um, but they were obviously a team at, at the end of, of an era, really. And I think getting that goal early, well, and that sort of rapidly scoring three, really, we, we, we pretty much, like we said, their, their heads dropped after the first one. But I think we've got enough quality in the, in the squad compared to, to Gillingham that I think, um, I'm thinking it's going to be quite comfortable on Saturday. That's probably going to come back and haunt me saying that on the, on record. But uh, And again, Doncaster, I mean, I don't think we're going to blow them away like we did at home. Um, uh, we have, we've already beaten them. 6-0 at their place in, in the dim and distant part, in a tier higher, I hasten to add. But um, again, that'll be a comfortable win. I'm, I'm with David. I think that the tougher games are sort of in the middle of that pack. It's, it's the franchise away. And uh, I mean, we I mean, to be fair, there's only about a coach load of fans in the home end most games there. So I think we'll be uh, quite easily outnumbering them uh, in their own gaff. Um, I, I won't be setting foot in there on principle, but uh, um that they they, they, they were very... never ever go to Mil- go to Milton Keynes because no. credit if, if you if they started off in the Southern Premier League and worked their way up absolutely credit but you don't go and steal someone else's club so you're not getting me anywhere yeah. near them absolutely I'm with you on that fully but they were when they came to Portman Road earlier in the season they were they were an organised side you know they were probably one of the better sides I've seen football inside I've seen. Uh, Portman Road so far this season, so I, I think that's probably going to be a draw. Um, Burton again, um, as David said, Hasselbank's got them really organised. They're, they're always a tough physical team. Um, I, I, I managed the one game I managed to go to last season when that that brief interlude when we were allowed in, I got a ticket for the Burton game, and yes, we won, but that was, that was a very it was not easy on the eye that game it was cold it was wet it was fairly turgid football it was lovely being back in the stand after so long away and when that first goal went in for us it was that was it was absolute great moment because obviously we went ahead quite early and oh, brilliant I've missed this and then we conceded not long after it's like oh I've not missed that bit at all you know um so I think that'll be a tough one Cheltenham Cheltenham, I've got a, I've got a vested interest, in and it's probably going to get me pelters again as well. I, I made the mistake um, in the away game of lamenting on Twitter when, when we went behind in that, and, and I will hasten to add that I did not tag the Cheltenham hashtag on Twitter, and all of a sudden I got this massive influx of Cheltenham fans giving it large, and it was very much the footballing equivalent of short person syndrome. Um, so. To be honest, um, you know, they, they were obviously going hunting around. And I imagine they've been doing that with any decent-sized club they've played this season. They had a decent result. So I'm hoping that we absolutely stuff them. And I'm hoping Bond scores as well, just so he can get over the fact that he really should have scored against them away. Um, and again, Morecambe, I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm predicting a win there. Uh, I mean, I think it could have gone either way, that opening game of the season, really. Um, but yeah, so again, I'm I'm predicting 14. I'm I'm with David. I would love it to be 18. It really should be 18 when you look on on paper what we've got one teams. But uh, as as people often say, football is not played on paper; it's played on grass. Um, so I'm I'm predicting an unbeaten. But yeah, I'm I'm seeing I can't see three wins on the trot. But I'd love to be wrong. I really would. I really would. Um, I think. Um, I can't quite bring myself to say the season's dead. 
in my head, I know it probably is. In my heart, I'm thinking until it's absolutely mathematically impossible, I keep thinking, oh, wouldn't, wouldn't it be lovely? And, it, and it's what we all live for as football fans, really. I just think, wouldn't it be lovely? We go on a run, we sneak six, we, we, we take this fantastic momentum, we go up by the playoffs. I, I, I grew up watching the Burley side and watching us go to the playoffs and, and I could never wasn't able to get a ticket, but obviously going up at Wembley, you know, and I'd much rather go up automatically, but you know, there's part of me, there's sort of the romantic side of it'd be lovely, but I it's it's unlikely, it's highly unlikely. Um, but I just can't quite bring myself to admit it yet until like I say, it's it's absolutely mathematically impossible. And we certainly made it a hell of a lot harder losing to Sheffield Wednesday last weekend, really. That that was a real opportunity to kind of close that gap down, you know, um, knock off one of their games in hand and 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 we, we shat the bed, really. So I think that's that's where it's almost like I'm like, ooh, it's it's not dead the season, but it, it's on life support. It's definitely on life support. And the, the relatives are arguing over the will and whether to pull the plug. <laughs> that's great though. that's a great we've got to use that more often uh, waiting to just pull the plug on this season um, but Liam David and Matt's going for 14 points um, for February um, I'm just trying to remind myself you know we couldn't beat Burton we couldn't beat Cheltenham we couldn't beat Morecambe we didn't beat MK Dons either um, I remember the Cheltenham game thankfully they ain't got Ben Tozer anymore for those long throws that, that, know, was, that, that was with Cook in charge yeah obviously yeah obviously so, I'm just saying yeah, I'm just saying I mean, couldn't couldn't beat custard with him. Yeah, very <laughs> true. But uh, how are you feeling then? Are, are you going to go eighteen points, or are you going to go lower than fourteen? Um. Well, I can definitely tell you that we haven't been conferring. I was going to go fourteen as well, but a That's slightly boring. different way. That's boring. That's boring. But, but I wasn't going to predict the same games. Um. People are going to uh, assume this is scripted. <laughs> I, I actually think that we will drop points at Morecambe at the end of the month because I think it'll be a tight ground, small small pitch. Um, and having been to Accrington already this season, um, I, I know um, that if Town are not on it, um, I think uh, we could be, uh, well, we could come away with not what we should be coming away with from that sort of game. So, I, I would say we'll beat Burton just because the home form, I think, really has been pretty good most of the season. I mean, I think we've only lost to Rotherham. I know we've had too many draws, and that, that was that was an issue with Cook, unfortunately, at the start of the season. We drew too many games, um, but we haven't lost many at home. I think we've only lost that one against Rotherham, um, if I remember rightly. Um, so I think home form, we've been pretty good overall. Um, some of the performances have been a little bit up and down, but we've got the results or at least we've got something out of the game. Um, so I think Gillingham, Burton and Cheltenham, I think we'll win them at home. Doncaster, we, we'll win. We'll win against Doncaster. I think they're, they're, they're um, on their way down with a bit of a whimper, unfortunately, for them. Um, and then it's MK Dons and Morecambe. And, and look, I, I have no fear about MK Dons. I'm not going. Um, but I, I, I don't think we have anything to fear. But they are a good football inside. And just, I said to you on Saturday after the Sheffield Wednesday game that I am 
one of I, I always like to be a glass half full kind of person, but I'm I'm seen as one of the more optimistic people. And even I said to you on Saturday, but I just after the result on on Saturday, I just feel that that whole kind of optimism that the playoffs are still there, it just keeps draining on me because we get to two games and then all of a sudden we throw in a defeat or we, we, we fail to win a game that we should have won um, and we lose that momentum again. And Sheffield Wednesday, as uh, David said, uh, and I don't believe he was at Hillsborough on uh, Saturday, but they were guff. They were absolutely guff. They scored one goal. And yes, OK, they had a few more chances where they probably should have scored um, a few more. But that was only because, really, they were doing it on the break. Town controlled that game from start to finish, but didn't create Diddy Squat. And, I mean, if you don't create Diddy Squat, you're not going to win a game. So, But Sheffield Wednesday were, were, were pretty poor for a team of their stature who should also be probably quite ashamed of how that they're not um, in the playoff places at the moment, uh, even though they are a little bit closer than us. So there's nothing to suggest that I think we can go to Milton Keynes and not win that game. But there's going to be drop points somewhere because that's that's my problem. I, I I think like the other two, 18 is perfectly perfectly um, um, something that the town can do uh, pretty easily. I think that th- and I've said this. This is the month. I think this is the month because next month. We've got Oxford, we've got Plymouth, and then at the start of April, we've got Rotherham and Wigan. So we've got four teams in that basic area of where we want to go. Um, and they they are going to be tough games. And all of these there are winnable. Even MK Dons, and I know they're ahead of us, but they're winnable. They, they've, they've been a little bit rocky the last couple of weeks, they've they've won. They had to get a last minute winner at Burton. They 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 um, lost somewhere else earlier in the month as well. And there was a little bit of hope that we were closing in on them. And then they've just pulled out a couple of results and put that gap back up. If we're going to catch MK Dons, we have to be that that's that's simple. Um, if we're only looking at sixth place Oxford, Oxford, um, and it's that nine point gap. Um, then a draw may be just about acceptable to keep a momentum going. But we have to win all of these games. I just can't see um, where I just I can see us dropping points somewhere. But I can also see us not losing any this month because I just think we are better than all of those sides. I just think we won't be good enough to get the win on the day against a couple of them and I, I think it'll probably be Milton Keynes because we seem to we seem to struggle against the teams that we are directly competing against at the moment. Um and I think Morecambe being a Accrington type ground may uh, may be a bit of a culture shock for some of the squad and I just have a feeling we may uh, we may not get the result that we need there. So 14 points. Again, like Matt, the, the season's been on life support, I think, for, for quite a while. So um, 
So it's it is just a matter it is just a matter of pulling the plug, I think, at some point. But like Matt, I'm with him in terms of until it's mathematically done, that there is always hope. And as people keep saying, if town keep winning at least two out of every three games, whatever it is, four out of every six, then they'll be in the mix. And obviously, if we're suggesting they're going to be unbeaten this month, then they're going to be in the mix, hopefully, at the end of the month, because they will have had momentum. 14 points is a great return. It's just, unfortunately, 14 points may not be enough um, because of the, the mountain that they've left themselves to climb. So, We'll, we'll wait and see. But if it is 18, then roll on Wembley. I think if we're gonna if we're gonna not squeak it, I want to see a strong end to the season. Sorry, I'm Russell going back in because that's just some momentum to take into the summer for McKenna to say, look, right, okay, it didn't happen, but this is what you can do. You know, this is what we're going to work on, and this is we, we're going to do this right from day one in August. Um, that, that's what I want to see. You know, like I said four out of six. I, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think we're going to have a really good run, but it's just not going to be good enough. You know, if you look at if you, if you look at as you know, Andy Warren will do it at some point toward, at the end of the season. He'll compare the start of the season to the end of the season in terms of points and goals and things, and the trajectory will be from McGreal and um, McKenna. You look at it; it'll be chalk and cheese. Because I think that you look at, look across it, and it, it, we get some, you know, Wickham, um, Oxford, whatever. We we pick up a point here. We we drop a point at Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield so Wednesday aren't good enough to make the playoffs. They won't do. The Sheffield Wednesday fans don't think they're that good. They they were predicting sort of eighth to tenth before the ball was kicked because they're they're a mess from their owners down. But the, I just. I think when I said this when McKenna was appointed, I thought we'd we'd pick up points, we'd we'd go on a run, but we'd ultimately fall short. We'd we'd end up being at best seventh, but more likely eighth. You know, sort of three three points off, and it the, the dream would be there until the last two games of the season, but it wouldn't be. And I'm I'm optimistic like you, Liam. I I, I predict three 0 week after week, um, which is why I'm sitting where I am in prediction leagues. Under McCarthy, under I mean, even in the relegation season, I was still looking up and counting up and thinking, yeah, we, we can still do this. Everybody else accepted we were relegated in November. I didn't because you had the points to, to pick up. I just think that we left it too late. There's too much ground to make up in yeah. too short a space of time against too many teams. You know, if, if we would, if sometimes you look at a league and ninth, is only four points off the playoffs. Sometimes you 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 know you're really really tight. Sheffield United in in um, the championship are in virtually the same position as us, but if they win their two games in hand, then they're only a point off the playoffs because the championship is really really tight in that sort of playoffs to mid table because Fulham are sort of romping away with it. Where we are. There's, there's a huge, great gap there. And that's the problem. It's yeah. not that we're only we're in ninth place and all, or anything like that. And it, it, Well, ninth to sixth isn't much. It's a lot of points. When McKenna took over, it wasn't just nine points or 11 points to sixth. 
I think there were eight points when he took over to ninth. You know, that was a huge gap in itself. So you've got all of those steps to do. So I'll continue to look at the table and go, but I think that up until May, you know, the end of April, you're going to be looking at the table thinking, yeah, it can be done, but it won't be ultimately because we've left it too long by, I mean, I've said it before and I'll keep on saying it, um, we left it too late. He, he should have gone months earlier. And I think, I think I, the, and the I key... was calling for it, and everybody told me I was an idiot because I needed to trust the process. But I will keep pointing out the fact that I was right. Because <laughs> partly, there's a lot of revisionism, and it, it gets on my tits, right? I don't mind if you if you were a full, wholehearted Cook supporter, or a Lambert supporter, or Mick supporter, then absolutely fine, cool, do do your thing. But don't then suddenly change, oh, well, actually, you know, it, it was all going horribly wrong, never liked that formation, um, and so on. Own, own that and admit you were wrong. Or say, no, we should have kept him because it would have come good. That's an equally good argument. But don't because we've got rid of him and now things are changing around. Then suddenly change your mind and, and try and pretend you were on the side of getting rid of him all along because you weren't. I don't know because I got grief for saying it, um, you know. I've, I've changed my mind about three at the back recently. You know, I didn't, when Lambert played three at the back, I didn't think it worked, with the exception of that one game where Wolfenden went on rampaging runs and overlapping centre back. But generally, wing backs under Lambert and McCarthy didn't work because the wing backs got pinned backwards, which left us flat with no, no attacking outlet. And I it ended up with it being a back five rather than a back three. And Thomas and I had a number of disagreements about it because Thomas loves a back, lo loves a back three and wing backs. It's working, and it's working on a consistent basis at the moment. So I'm quite happy to hold my hands up and say I was wrong on that. But that's the thing: is you 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 say what you do say, and you can change your mind. You can own up that you were wrong, but trying to pretend you didn't say something—that's that's not on. And I, and you know. I said Cook should go a long time before, and I, and I got a lot of grief for it. So I'm going to keep saying I was right. Of course you are, my friend. Uh, Liam, I saw you got your hand up, and then I'm going to just wrap up. I'm going to give my points predictions, and it's going to be it's different to yours. We, we This wasn't scripted. It is different to yours. Uh, but Liam, over to you. I, I think the, the key thing um, is if you look at the table and you look at the teams in the top six or seven, have they actually changed throughout the season? Has there been anyone else in that playoff mix that have been in the top six all season? It's not. It's the same seven teams. And that's the problem, I think. That And, and David makes a good point, that it's not about the position that you're in the table. It's all about the points you are away, away from it. And there's been nine points behind Oxford currently. It's it's those six and seven teams because you have to add Plymouth in there who dropped from the top and have dropped just outside. But those seven teams have been the top seven all season in slightly different bits week in week out. Um, but they've always been the same team, showing a level of consistency. And they've dropped points, but they're still the same seven teams pretty much throughout the season. 
And that's the challenge that Town have got to break into there because those teams will drop points, but they're not dropping points on a consistent enough basis that Town can get in there the way they're currently going. And I think the point is, is that Town need to show a level of consistency, but they haven't shown uh, all season, which I, I, I would love to say that, and they're definitely capable, I would say, but, I would love to say it will happen, but I just don't see them having that consistent run that is going to break into the playoffs. But there is still a chance, so I don't want to give up hope on it. As a football fan, you, you want you want to win your games and you want to keep something. But I, I um I think yeah, ultimately I think we're going to fall short, unfortunately. So. Yeah, like we hope we hope it doesn't, but it just looks like it is. Um, these are my predictions, just for anyone if they care. Um, we're going to beat Gillingham, obviously. We're going to beat Doncaster, obviously. Uh, at six points, we're going to lose against Milton Keynes. I'm sorry to say, I just I don't know. I know we're going to bring amazing loads of fans going to be there. But I don't know. They're a good team, uh, so that's. I think there's know, a high chance that will happen. Yeah, um, Burton. I've just looked at the table. Burton are tenth. They're doing all right. They're doing all right now, so that's a point against them. They're, 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 they're a good team. Yeah, he's, he's he's done really really well there. Yeah, so that's um that's seven points. Cheltenham, we should beat hopefully. That's um, that's ten points. Morecambe, we're gonna lose. Sorry, sorry, David, that's gonna ruin your weekend. I know you enjoy it anyway, you busy, but Morecambe, as Liam said, I'm just echoing what he said. We went to Accrington. I know it's under Paul Cook, but just smaller grounds. I don't know. I, I fear that one at the end of the month. Oh, just yeah. So I'm sorry. It's going to be maybe a bad away trip at Walker. We may lose, but um, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully it's 14 points or 18 points, and hopefully it's a good month of February. So there we go. I mean, I know I didn't predict a defeat, but I'm I'm with you. There probably will be one in there somewhere. There'll yeah. be one thrown in there. I'm, I'm just I'm sounding very negative, but it's just I'm just trying to be. <laughs> what, you know, I think you're being different. realistic, Ross. I think yeah, you're being realistic. 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 Uh, in my head, I'm going no. Oh, 18 points. Let's go with them all. But um, it's probably not come on. There's no. There's no room for realism in football as a fan. Come on. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the re- part of the reason why, because on on paper, I would be saying that you know you, you go you go over to franchise city and um it's go, it's <laughs> going to be a defeat because they're um they they pass the pass the ball around there the, you know all of those things and they're above us. My thing is there. That that's the game when Morsi returns. Now that's going to go one of two ways. Either after about five minutes he's walking because he's been that fired up, he's decapitated somebody. Five minutes, or, that's generous. <laughs> he drives us on. And I'm I'm going for that, but I just think that a draw is if you've got Morsi sort of on fire with those driving runs that he started to do, which I really like, then we'll get something. But I just don't think that we've got enough about us at the moment to get the win. That that that's going to mm. and it's like Liam says when you come up against the teams who are above us next month. That's when mm. one the test is. But that's when the optimism of fourteen points this month starts to dissolve. Because you you get that fourteen points, you've closed the gap to five points, 
And if we win this game, we'll be only two points off the playoffs and then you lose. And that that's what, that's what I see is going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the hope that, that kills you. Hey. Yep. Look at that. It's not scripted. Not scripted, not scripted. folks, honestly. No. No, definitely not. Um, well, we're going to wrap up the show now. I'm just getting your score predictions for Gillingham. Um, last time out was 4-0, but of course, as we know, Neil Harris is now in charge. He got his first win, new manager bounce. He's going to be coming to Portland Road. Of course, he was interviewed for the town boss, uh, town job. So he could have been on that sideline for this game, but he isn't. He is Gillingham's boss. David, score prediction. Is it a standard 3-0? Um, well, I'm tempted to go 4-5-0. Um, because oh, yeah. <laughs> well, but but no, I'm, I'm I'm toying backwards to to my standard three nil on account of the fact that they will be better organised than they were under um, Evans at the end there because they they did just dis- disintegrate. Um. I don't think they, I mean, but then they've lost players. It, they're poor. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be absolutely reckless um, because they, they also annoyed me for a couple of reasons outside the ground and the pub was crap. So they didn't have any proper beer on. So on that basis that we need to have an extra couple of goals because of crap beer. So I'm going to go five. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Matt, over to you. You've already put it in the chat, but for the listeners, I'm 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 going to go three nil again. Um, I went three nil for the away fixture, which is why it's the one of the few times I've actually been devastated when we score a penalty because I was on for maximum points. And I'd like to point out that I only joined the league mid-season. I think I've already caught up with Liam, or I'm only just slightly behind him. So I, I just want to put that out there on the record. Um, so I must admit, <laughs> I they're giving it large. Oh, lovely job! I've, I've got this nailed on, and then we went four nil. Very mixed emotions of. Well, it's always nice to dem demolish the Steve Evans team, but I was like, oh, I've got to have chop points. I think 3-0. I'm bit, I'm, and that's conservative for me. I think potentially we could sort of comfortably go four or five, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go gonna go with three. Part of the reason I'm avoiding three is because lots of people keep predicting three, I think, for the for this one. And so I, I, I you know, sort of, I don't want to follow the crowd. Let's, let's be super positive for it. Definitely. And um, I've just looked at our, you know, the Kings of Anglia posse chat and uh, Brad, I'm sure he's listening. Hello, Brad. He's going for a nil-nil draw. That is disgusting. Uh, Liam, what are you going for? <laughs> I'm assuming we're going to get some theory proceedings at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, just to just to reply to Matt, I, I um, echo what David said about being very optimistic and that is probably why I am where I am in the league table seeing as though I really struggle to pretty much predict a negative result against us um, which for the first part well, of the I, season I, I, I'm uh, sitting in mid-table because I go 3 help. nil pretty much every week whatever and helps you sleep at night Liam, it's the, fine so my league position is entirely down to Cook's underperformance but yeah, I'll 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 say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two nil. I think they will be a bit more organised, but I still think we'll comfortably have too much for them. They only beat Crew. Um, 
I'm sad to say, who look like they're probably on their way down now. So bye-bye, my hometown club. But um, but I don't think that's going to make any difference to how they're going to be at, at the weekend. Harris might have them more organised, but I think we'll be comfortable. Um, I just think we won't score that, that many. I'd love to see five or six again, but I think it'll be two. Can I just point out on the other end of the scale that in the chat, Bono has just gone big and gone (laughs) 6-0. Just one-upmanship, is it? Yeah, he's gone gone big. (laughs) Right, I'm going 7. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. It's been clocked in now. It's all in. I think think Norwood Norwood will get some. I think think um, think he'll be back in there and I think it'll be Norwood and Bon up front and I think that Norwood's going to get a couple... And there, it is. there we go. Well, I'm just going to give you the update to the listeners. Um, so we have a Kings of Anglia um, prediction league. Dazza is currently top of the table with 30 points. Uh, Mark Beck is with 28 points. James with 25. Ben with 24. Harvey with 20. Uh, that is the top five. Um, as you said, Matt, you joined very halfway through. You've actually got one less point than Bono, who's been in it all season. Once again, Bono's gone for a win, win, win every every week. Um, because he's a positive man, he doesn't, yeah, doesn't care about the prediction league. Um, definitely with him now going six nil um, this weekend. So David, sixteen points, not doing too shabby. Um, Liam, you're actually on seventeen points, so you're six points in, in front of Matt at the moment. But you have been in the prediction league both of you the whole season, and uh, Matt's had to come halfway through. But um, but there we go. I, I just don't it. want to be relegated. That, that, yeah. that's it. Yeah, I'm Mike, doing. A Mike, I'm, I'm planning on having a strong finish, and I'm get I'm getting prepared for next season. Definitely. Um, yeah, sadly, sadly, Mike is currently bottom of the prediction league because once again, he's a positive man, although he's been going for draws a lot recently. Um, but th- there we go. I think Bloomers is going for draws because every time we he predicts a draw, we win games. So hopefully it happens. But I think he what, did that what? on the weekends and we still lost. <laughs> so there we go. What's Doesn't Brad work, on? Brad what's Brad is... on? I-, I would like to see him dot points for a dirty nil-nil prediction. That That's just disgusting. Yeah. Brad is on the same points as you, so yeah. Dock him! <laughs> Dock him points. Um, but there we go. Um, so 5 0, 3 0, two, both 2 nils, and then yeah, Brad gone for a 0 0 draw. Um, but anyway, any other business, lads? David, Matt, Liam, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Just congratulations to the women's side for uh, beating Newcastle at the weekend and. Uh, Equally in the club record, getting to the fifth round of the Women's FA Cup. Just a shame we've uh, drawn Southampton. We're playing for like the 57th time this season. But it is a, it's a hashtag winnable game. It's the gold star on the 27th of Feb. So um, uh, get down there and, and pack it out. And I must admit, I think I probably led the charge in, uh, in crucifying poor old Mark Heath uh, when, he, uh, when he called for the game to be played at ball. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, not as yeah. I said, not for me, Clive. I want them to see a lovely atmosphere down at the Gold Star. Yeah, I think that's what, yeah, all, the, that's what all the players that. want. And um, of course, yeah, listen to the the latest Track the Girls Talk podcast with me and Blue and Zoe Barrett. If you haven't already, it's always a good listen. Um, I want to see if Blue predicts a scorer again because uh, great shout that Lucy was going to score at the weekend. I think she's. I think she's gone for Lucy and Barrett to score, and then yeah, we'll we'll, we'll wait and see. Of course, they're playing MK Dons this weekend. Um, sadly, not at Stadium MK, but um, it is what it is. Won't get into that. Um, but any other business, David Liam? No, Joe, go and say hello to Rainbow no. Tractors. Well, apart from that, no, I'll. And uh, sad times. Thomas Holy's injured on my football manager. 
But on that note, um, uh, thank you, oh, Liam. Sorry. Hopefully, get out of isolation. That's yes. basically my, yes. my thing. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, we will see you on Saturday, my friend. And um, hopefully, everybody's enjoyed this week's uh, Kings Langer fan social. Um, I forgot to mention, of course, we are sponsored by Manscaped. Use the code KOA to get 20% off and free delivery. Uh, thanks to them, as ever, for sponsoring the podcast. The main pod will be out as well. So, a lot of good listens. For your weekend um we'll be back next week for another fan social hopefully talking about two wins gillingham and then doncaster safe travel to doncaster if you're going there but enjoy your weekend and we'll be back next time speak to you then from true crime to football brexit to postal more great podcasts from archon head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.